And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, you're going to hear voices you've been hearing since 2014 when the show started. And that is the astrophenom, astrologer Constantellus. She's going to give her forecast. And she's also going to do a chart reading on Martin Armstrong, who turned out to be one of our most popular guests of all time. And he'll be back on the show again soon. But I cannot speak highly enough of Miss Stella. She, uh, she's just a beautiful person. I can't live without her. And she knows me better than I know myself. So she is just absolutely amazing. Before we begin, I just want to bring to your attention that in the next two weeks, I'm going to my high school reunion, the first time in 26 years. And if you thought I was weird now, you should have seen me back in 1996. I was totally radioactive to babes. I think I I, I think I converted some to the other side, quite frankly. But... Um, yeah, I just I wasn't a real popular guy, and the weirdest thing about this whole reunion is that I'm the guy that's putting it together. I um I go to this place in Long Island, New York. It's called Pirates Cove, and it is just this beautiful place where you I mean it's like the, you go up in these big sand dunes, and it's very isolated, and this place is very sacred to me. I don't know. I think the first time I ever went there was September 5th, 1995, and I got drunk for the first time. <laughs> Beside that point, this place always has this beautiful, mystical energy. And every time I go there, I walk out of there with this increased intuition, and I get visions or uh, good gut feelings about what to, to happen. I, and the last time I went up there in the summer, it said, you should do a reunion. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, is this place on mushrooms or what? So anyway, I just follow it. When I get a gut feeling and something's there, I kind of just go with it. So I'm putting, it'll be going on in the next two weeks. And, you know, I got to lose like 50 pounds, figure out a way to lose 50 pounds in the next two weeks. I don't know what to do. Uh, maybe I should stop injecting my veins with uh, Crisco and uh, sugar. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting. But I know that it, people are going to look at me and they're going to be like, ah, well, at least you found the donut store. You found the candy store. Good for you. You never left the candy store, though. Let us begin tonight's show. It is a pristine and awesome honor to welcome back to the show. She's been with us since day one, the Astro Phenom, Miss Constance Dellis. She's a profound, amazing astrologer. Learn more about her by ConstanceDellis.com. Miss Dellis, welcome back. Well, thank you. It's been a while and I'm happy to be here. And now we have a whole new technology to uh, to uh, move us forward on Absolutely. Zoom. Absolutely. So track with the show, we had trends forecaster Martin Armstrong on a few weeks ago, 
And it was literally one of the, I think it was, it became the most popular show of all time. It's incredible mm-hmm. how many people found it. So he's a very interesting individual. And my understanding is that you've done a chart on him. Can you please mm-hmm. reveal sure. what, uh, what, you, what you came up with? Well, first of all, I, I didn't hear the interview, but uh, I caught a very long and thorough article uh, in the New Yorker. And some of the numbers that he was talking about in terms of the cycle, not exactly pi, which he uses, but I thought, I wonder if he's ever thought that these sometimes can correspond with astrological cycles, especially with the outer planets. That's Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. So I looked up his chart. We don't have his birth time, but we know that he was born November 1st, 1949, in uh, South Jersey. And so I have this chart here on my computer right now. He is a Scorpio. And curiously, for someone who is very technologically oriented and really smart in terms of numbers, he has a Pisces moon. I say curiously because Pisces is a more go with the flow, intuitive feeling sign than, for example, Virgo, which would be details, details, details. He has some Virgo in his chart. But this combination, two water signs, Scorpio, which is the the FBI of the Zodiac, meaning that uh, he digs deep into whatever he's doing to find the truth. And he can um, gather in all sorts of different historical information, mathematical information. And I believe he may not be aware of this, but he does a lot of it intuitively, which is kind of- No, I was surprised. He seemed like somebody's completely grounded in in, um, numbers, but it's really intuitive? Uh, the, The intuition leads him to check out the numbers and then vice versa. So, so if he, I mean, I don't know how he stumbled on Pi, but he, um, and there are other things because he studied a lot of ancient history and all sorts of things. He went where his interests led him. And then by, I believe, half by intuition and then by training and brain power, filled in the blanks. Oh. So, I don't know. He can, he can say, no, 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 no. But, but um you know, Einstein, who was probably one of the formidable revolutionaries of physics, was a Pisces. And in discovering E equals MC squared, MC yeah, squared, he said, I got on a beam of light and followed it to its end. That's a very poetic, artistic, intuitive way of representing what he did mathematically Did you get my meaning you and when you're looking at martin's chart what do you see anything is there anything happening in the future do you think he's kind of maybe troubled by some of the stuff that he sees that knowledge he's acquired well yeah it's a troubling time um and uh but he has an elegant understanding of many cycles in the world And uh, since he's been burned by other cycles in the world, he is suspicious. And suspicion is not a bad thing right now because it's very hard to tell what quote unquote the truth is. But he does have the brain power 
I'll say it again, intuition and ability to research and follow the beam of light where it's going to take him. And um, Scorpio uh, is the primary detective of the Zodiac. So that in context or in, in conjunction with a Pisces moon, he has a great uh, ability to um, gather people into his worldview. Sometimes his worldview is a little bit illusory and then other times it's spot on, which leads me. And well, do you have any other questions? Because then I, I have something else I wanted to say. Oh, no. Actually, okay. they were, yeah. Yeah. So, so this thing about illusion and, and I'm not saying, oh, he's an illusionary person. Not at all. But at this time, astrologically, we are very much influenced in our critical thinking capabilities, which is symbolized by Mercury, the planet Mercury, by an outer planet, Neptune. Okay, so Neptune was the god of the sea, Poseidon in Greek. Neptune rules all illusion, also spiritual uh, development and higher mind. Um, it rules escapism. It rules cults and groups of people that band together to figure out what's going on and oftentimes forget about their critical thinking fa factors because, in my opinion, this is an astrological, we've become infomaniacs. And an infomaniac, uh, I'm not going to dispute that. I am an infomaniac. Yeah. Well, we all have become that because information is so readily available. We can Google, we can, we can Wikipedia, we can, we can know all this stuff. But the trick is how does it coalesce? How does it come together in a way that is not only productive, but supportive of the entire earth? Because the earth has an aura just as people have auras. And when the earth is suffering, which it is now, and I'm not only talking about climate change or congestion pricing or you know all of these isms and doohickeys here, I mean the spiritual well-being, the aura well-being of the earth, and it is suffering right now. Then we want to feel secure and we go in a Neptunian direction, which oftentimes can be illusory, delusory, or just throwing our hands up and say, I can't take it anymore. I'm hiding under the covers and uh, eating pizza and drinking wine for the next uh, three, you know, three years. That's not a prediction, but that's the feeling. That's the feeling. So back to Martin, he has two talents that I, I wish I knew more about Socrates, and, and that may be something that we'll look about, look at in a, a future um, interview. That the digging deep into the information and what's going on, because he has a great deal of knowledge and ex and experience, and then his um, intuition, big picture ability to see what's in the future. 
I've always thought he was very unique to Constance because I feel like he's he's, he he's something that other people can't, and, and he's not afraid to to uh, challenge the norm. So I, I I always tend to gravitate towards people that uh, will, I have no well, problem. You know, you're you're a rebel Aquarian, so that would be very <laughs> very uh, uh, understandable. No, because we are moving towards the age of Aquarius. I mean, they make songs about it and all this other kind of stuff, but it's true. We can't continue on the paths that we have been going on. And just putting Band-Aid solutions is not going to help us out. All right, Ms. Tellis, as far as some of the other things that you are seeing right now, I mean, it's 2022. That it is. Uh, the last uh, two years have been massive global upheavals. I mean, I yep. don't. Uh, so, based on what you're saying now, what do you, uh, what do the stars say about the world to come? Or in the United States, mm. are we going to have more chaos? Are we going to uh, have any kind of uh, inclination of a golden era of peace, or is that just too far off? Well, it's far off, but it will come. Um, I wrote an article, Transformation Don't Come Easy. And um, I, I will send it to you. I think maybe maybe I sent it to you before. But the, the um, and I mentioned this on the show maybe two years ago, what we are undergoing now in the United States, particularly other places in the world are affected by this, is the return of the planet Pluto to its position when this country was founded in 1776. And this has never happened before. So to give you an idea, if you're a person and you're 28 years old, you were in the beginning of something called the Saturn return. Saturn comes back to where it was when you were born. And it's huge transformation for most people because all of a sudden they say, oh, wow, I'm an adult, got to do something here. All right, Pluto is a much more fundamental, unearthing, influential, in big cycle terms, planet. And what Pluto does is uncover riches. Now, it can be riches material, but more likely it's uncovering the spiritual depths that we have sunk to in order for transformation to happen. And the Pluto return happened two days before the Ukrainian invasion. How about that? It's ongoing, though. So, yeah. What I'm wondering is that I, I look at the world right now, especially in the U.S. I don't know if the same level of consciousness is for freedom, the passion for freedom. I mean, it's kind of like from, from the Ron Paul conference like, a very short time mm -hmm. ago. And in that room of, you know, maybe 300 people, there were two or 300 people that were, okay, we're really passionate about freedom, but I really don't see that much. I, I imagine that there was a lot more passion for freedom in the U.S. when it was first founded. So when sure. you're showing these similarities, okay, well, okay, Pluto's going to be over this way. What does it necessarily mean? Does it mean that um, the U.S. has a has a chance of, re of returning to its roots? Is it going to kind of get a boost because of the anniversary of this planetary cycle where people are going to have well, like, an it's a cleansing. Action? It's a cleansing transformation. Okay. So in terms of going back to yay, yay, number one uh, U.S., um, we, we have to change too many things, too many things that have been problematic throughout our history. And it's the polarities, rich, poor, black, white, 
Indians, non-Indians, and I'm not advocating for any particular group against another group, but there's enough in this country, ingenuity, resources, to um, be a, a global leader in terms of, let's say, fairness, rather than conquest and domination. And we're not the only ones, but we are having the Pluto um, return. And freedom, individual freedom, is a part of it, as long as we're cooperating within a social unit. See? Or if you don't want to, you can go off to the woods. Okay, you can do that in this country. But I think the way the world is going, more cooperation with society is a necessity. You know, I, I, I've given that some thought, and I don't know how you can have individualism. With, I don't know if I think a collectivism and individualism cannot coexist. It's like you either, either think for yourself or you're part of a group. And if, if you're part of a group, I think you're always going to have to give part of yourself to that group and never have the full uh, spectrum individualism that you, you should have where you make your own decisions because it seems like there's always that part of you and like right now in this today's age i feel like this is peak collectivism this is these are people who are absolutely willing to get i say it's herd mentality this herd is, mentality. Herd this herd mentality is really not collectivism this is herd mentality okay and uh, going back to mercury the planet of thought and critical thinking Every person has got to be critically thinking for themselves, definitely. And it's not a matter of wealth, the greater good for the most people, because that leads to dictators. I mean, we've seen it throughout history. But what, what it does mean is to not be sucked in by media onslaught, by internet uh, fame, by... Well, by all sorts of things that has no real, oh, this sounds so corny, spiritual basis. I don't think it's corny at all. Good. And, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. But just, just trying to make sense of everything. If we look, I was wondering, are there any particular dates or cycles of the moon that mm. people should be aware of that are upcoming yeah, where they, where they, where they, where they can take advantage of uh, some of the energies because in some of the practices that I do, I always look for the new moon. And my understanding is that when that happens, that's when you can, that's when you you, you cast out or cast out intentions during the, the new moon. That's right. And that's then right. full moons, I guess, where it comes to the Can you please explain that for people sure. who aren't aware of how sure. that works? And I'm glad you mentioned it because Saturday, tomorrow is the full moon okay. in Pisces. And it happens every month a full moon and a new moon. I should say a new moon and a full moon. So, and you can find this on any calendar. You don't have to be an astrologer. You can follow me on Twitter because I broadcast it very uh, frequently, but it's easy to find. And if you're out of the city, you can look in the sky. That's kind of exciting. Okay, so the new moon is the beginning of the lunar cycle. It's the increase in energy the tides usually begin to get a little bit higher and it lasts for two weeks until the full moon. So our last new moon was two weeks ago and tomorrow we will have the full moon. And then if you're paying attention to them and what do you do during that period of time? You initiate, you start your intentions, you start your project. Is this during the full moon? 
No, no, the whole two week part uh, um, uh, period. New, I mean, because you can't be initiating all the time. From the new moon to the full moon, it's two weeks, and that is a time to begin new things or a new way of doing old things. Okay, so new moon between new moon and full moon—that's where you initiate. Like what? Yeah. So what happened? What? What is like on the night where it's peak full moon? On the night where it's peak new yeah. moon, what are some of the two differences as far as what you should be doing? Well, you moon? would you would be feeling pretty energized. Now, sometimes people say the opposite. They feel exhausted, but there's a lot of cosmic juice in the, in the atmosphere. Some people have real trouble sleeping at the full moon. And you know, the image is wolves and dogs howl at the full moon. So that represents the, 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 the uh, peak of all of the small things or smaller things that you did for the last two weeks. And then the very next day, so on Sunday of this week, you most probably will feel uh, not quite so agitated, not quite so gung-ho, because now we're going into the waning period of the moon. You can ask farmers if they plant by the moon, and most of them say yes, because there's certain times when the energy is increasing and things will grow more easily certain times when it's decreasing, nothing's happening. So it's not like we just sit around and you know twiddle our thumbs for two weeks waiting for the new moon, but we ground or incorporate things that we began in the last two week period. So if you decide that you're gonna uh, paint your bedroom or something and you get everything ready and blah, 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 and you actually paint it during the new to the um, uh, full moon, and then um, after the full moon, and you say, well, you know, I kind of like to do this, that, and the other thing. So it's finessing or refining thing actions that you took in the first two weeks. This doesn't mean that if you have the motivation or the feeling to do something, you've got to say, oh, no, I can't do it because the moon's not in phase. You can do it. You can do it. But think about nature. All of the tides, all of the tides follow a cycle of the moon. And if we we do it, then it increases our energy. Good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I think it's a very helpful thing. So when people out there casting their intentions and try, you know, try to get some momentum, but going forward, I mean, looking at, let's say, October, November, December, are there any significant dates there or periods yes. of time where you can actually capitalize on a, on a surge of energy that would help you manifest something at an even faster rate. Well, we have eclipses coming up in October. There are usually four eclipses every year. Sometimes there are more. And eclipses always are a, a point of, I'll say, juicing <laughs> our, our feelings. And it depends how impactful they are on the position that the eclipse falls in your chart. So on October 25th, which is the first one, we have a solar eclipse at two degrees of Scorpio. And anyone who has a planet at two or three degrees of Scorpio will be more affected than people who do not have any Scorpio placements. Now, if I say that, people are going to get the jitters and say, oh, God, I'm a Scorpio. This is good. It is a point of, uh, 
well, what can I say? Uh, of energy that uh, will affect you in a particular way. And in a general way, we all will notice that all of a sudden people are whizzing around in their cars. And if you live in New York City like I do, it's not a great time to be staying out all night because it's getting a little dangerous here. So you want to be quite protective of your energy. The next eclipse is on November 8th, after the elections, I think. I think November 8th. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when we'll have the riots. Well, they're breaking out in, in other ways, you know, elections or no. But it's possible. It's possible because... The November 8th election. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. Oh, my God. It's on Election Day. Election Day is November 8th. So <laughs> is, is, that, is that pretty bad? Well, it's pretty juicy. Oh, no. All right. And because, because, you see, in astrology, you're always weighing and measuring all sorts of positions at the same time. So the November 8th eclipse is a lunar eclipse, not a solar eclipse. Lunar eclipses are not as powerful as solar eclipses. That being said, it's at 16 degrees of Taurus and Uranus, our kind of out of the blue instigator planet, is in Taurus right now. So that's pretty heavy duty. <laughs> I don't know if it will be a massive breaking out of, of riots, but in New York, we already see these random and horrendous crimes of people just exploding. And it is part of the Pluto transformation. It's a terrible thing to well, witness. Just to look at this right now. Uh, yeah. If you look at the chart of the United States, do you think that yeah. the U.S. is destined to break up because Martin's saying it? And I feel like the elites are really trying to push for a civil war in the U.S. I don't I mean, I don't think the average person is going to. I, take I, I, I think that when we say civil war, we have this image of the, of the first and only civil war that we had 1868 mm. or whenever it was. I think we're in a civil war. I, I don't think we need blues and grays. I think we're in a civil war. And I think that the the powers that be are militantly pursuing greed and money and uh, control and individuals are having less uh, feeling of well, contentment to say the least, but also prosperity and pursuit of happiness, all those things that uh, supposedly founded this country. And there's a lot of agitation. So I think we're already there. Well, did, if you look at the United States chart, does that indicate that the U.S. will eventually will, will split? Because I, I just want to. I know people say that, but I don't think it has to. I, I also think that economically, it's not possible for it to split. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. like in the Civil War, the in the eighteen sixties, all of the factories were in the North. None of the factories were in the South. They were just growing cotton. And because the South had no industrial economy, they were whomped. Now, let's say Mississippi becomes the chip capital of the world, which I'm not predicting. That changes the equation a great deal. Well, yeah, everything that's everything's people are really worried about what's going to happen, or they're, they're at least trying to see it and trying to gauge. Yeah, it because a more because we're we're in a Neptunian fog. And if I can 
pontificate a little bit about suggestions, use your brains. And if you feel overwhelmed with information and data, turn off your phone, get away from your screens, look at the moon, do anything but diving into more information. Okay. It's really strange. I, I'll just share this with you because this happened two nights ago. I was in a grocery store mm-hmm. and a gentleman who I, I spoke with before, he, he's, he's pretty sensitive. He was telling me that my energy was like crazy. He's, you, your energy is just, it, he was just kind of like, he had, almost had an anxiety attack. And I looked and he, and he had goosebumps on his arms. I'm like, well, what's going on? He said, he says, you, you're taking on too much. Your, your body needs to slow down. He was really like, Shannon, I wow. wonder. Yeah, Man. it was kind of strange. And I was. He just uh, came up to you, or you were in conversation. You, I, I, was, I was, I was talking to him, but he was, he visibly was, was shaking up. I was like, "What do I have? Like entities around me?" He's like, "No, no, no." He's, you taking on so much. He said, "Whatever you have in you." He's like, "You're like a freight train," and he was just really kind of worried. And I was, I got a little worried too. I was like, "All right, well, I hope, I hope I'm okay." So uh, I'm wondering That's if. Interesting. Uh, yeah, pretty nice, right? Nice little thing. And I was like, well, all right. What, did, was he a healer? Was he a, I mean. I don't know if he was a healer. He's somebody who I can tell he's definitely empathic. He's, he's yeah, definitely, sure, definitely empathic. Sure. But uh, when these periods of time, when we go through these astrological cycles, do people on energetic bodies, it's like bodies of words, uh, do, do they take on more? Are they able to absorb more or handle more uh, positive or negative energy than they normally would? Well, that's part of the uh, transformation. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And it means also that you have to protect yourself more. At this moment in time, somebody that is just kind of a regular Joe is, um, uh, and I say that without any kind of judgment, uh, is having to work harder to keep, keep their head above water, economically, spiritually, financially, um, socially, in every way. Because even if you don't follow one bit of news and you don't know what's going on, the pressure on the Earth's aura now is considerable. So uh, finding ways to calm, soothe, and boost your own energy is really important. My, my solution is swimming. If I can't swim, <laughs> I'm sunk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll definitely want to do some more things to um, help. As far as birthdays go, if you are mm. born in October, November, right. or December, what are some of the things that you might be might be looking forward to? I mean, if you were born, I mean, actually, let me just rephrase the question: What are three signs that are going to be affected for the better or for the worse in the next five months? The next five months, or the next four months. All right, we got October, November, December. So that's the end of this year. All right, um, the November birthdays, Scorpio birthdays, will be the most impinged upon. Uh, impinged because they have a lot of uh, activity with the eclipse and also Uranus, which I mentioned before, is opposite to their uh, Scorpio planets. Uh, Libra, which we come to before um, um, Scorpio, uh, muscle minus, you know, not, 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 no big shakes and, and, uh, but no, no, nothing moving really uh, forward in a big way. Sagittarius, which is the end of November, December, uh, 
it is actually not in bad shape whatsoever. Fire signs, so that would be Sagittarius, Aries, and Leo uh, are having a good connection with Jupiter. And Jupiter always brings blessings. And, you know, I could go on in very general terms, but if I say, oh, this sign is going to be having a bad time, you must remember that anyone's chart, anyone's chart has the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, um, Neptune, Pluto. So isolating your sun sign, which is just your birthday sign, uh, is not the full picture. And even if you go on CoStar or what is it, Astro, I don't know, all of those apps, they, they are giving you a computerized version of your chart. And it's important to remember that it's more interesting and complicated than that. Ms. Constance Sellis, the Astro Phenom, I want to thank you so much for being with us today My and pleasure. for sharing your wisdom and insight. I can't believe it's been eight years since uh, we've been together. We, yeah, we, we've outlasted true. most marriages. It's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. Oh, hey, Ms. Sellis, do you have any upcoming books, by the way? Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the plug. I, I have a new series called Guided Journals. And if you follow me on Twitter, it's Stella Starguide, and I just put up a picture. There are 12 books, one for each sign, and the purpose of them is to inspire people to write about their sign, to write about their element, and to write about astrology in general, to kind of have a dialogue with the book. And I wrote the prompts to um, suggest questions or 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 ways that you might think about astrology so it's it's never been done it's unique and here's the funniest thing they're supposed to be coming out in september end of september then it was delayed to october 2nd and my books are being held hostage in the port of elizabeth port of new york because they can't find anybody to unload the containers that's crazy you know, it's totally crazy. I'm starting a campaign, free the books. <laughs> I just put it up there and, uh, you know, we can go and storm the port, <laughs> but they should be in the stores uh, by the end of October. Excellent. Well, you learn more about Ms. Constance Dallas by going to our website at constancedallas.com and highly recommend you get a chart done with Ms. Dallas because it's like you're going to get insight and information that you never knew about yourself before. Ms. Dallas, thank you so much. My pleasure. Be well, everybody. I love this interview. I think this is awesome. I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, she's uh, yeah, I, get I really chattered on, didn't I? No, it's awesome. And you're, and yeah. you know, you're obviously you. Some people that are in the metaphysical field, they don't know how to talk. You, you talk very well. You're very savvy when it comes to this. Thank so, you. Um, Thank you. That's great. an interesting experience you had, Ryan. Do you remember oh, what day it was? Yeah, yeah. Actually, let me see. It was on Wednesday. And I'll, I'll just elaborate a little bit more. So I see this gentleman and I, and I talked to him before and conscious, he was, he was having an, a, kind of having a panic. He says, you need to calm the F down. You need to slow down. He says, your body is going to explode. You're taking on so much because you, 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 you literally, your body's going to explode. And I couldn't understand what he was saying because what I do is that every three times a week, I go to the gym and I lift very heavy weights uh, and I kind of get some, um, some of the energy out. But he was visibly like shaking, and I, I didn't understand why. I thought it was because I, I picked up like a like a dark entity. It was hanging around me. But this guy was 
he just was really concerned. He was really worried that I was going to drop dead. I have a stroke. Yeah, I'm not going to drop dead, but I just wondered why he did that. Um, I don't know. He's a, you know, is he I, a character, a local character. I don't know. I guess he's a local character. His name is his name tag is Mystic Water. Oh he's, well, he, yeah. He, he was he also does, sh- shopping for customers. Maybe I mean yeah, he was a, he was a, one of the guys that works in the cash he works in the cashiers at, at all foods. And I I find him interesting. I mean I I'm, I always gravitate towards people who are interesting and they're very strange. But he was just he was he seemed like he was very concerned about my health because of the um, energy he felt the energy. And then um, Joyce Keller told me something. She's a psychic. She said that I I I have a lot going on. It's called the astral body, which is not within yeah. the body here. Yeah. She, yeah. Says you, you, she says you have a lot going on with that. I didn't understand what that meant so much, but. Um, well, the astral body is like your aura, you know, right. not your physical body. It's your above board uh-huh. body. And um, the thing about Aquarius is, is when you're on, you're on. And when you're yeah. off, you're off. And yeah. uh, maybe you need to be a little bit off. A bit I don't know. I it's it's the strangest thing because he was telling me that it was, he was explaining to me like i was like I, things are awful and i feel relaxed i feel I actually i feel more comfortable in chaos than i do in inner peace when people say why don't you sit down and meditate i'm like i feel very uncomfortable it's yeah no quiet. no meditation is you know everybody says meditation that means go away don't bother me yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's not i mean meditation is a very very good discipline but there are many people who can't do it because their mind is too active. Yeah. How about you? I mean, is this thing affecting you at all? Is this affecting? Oh my God, we're we're sweating bullets here. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I would say, I would say that we're quite isolated, or 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 how to say it, uh, disciplined about going out. Because once you go out, the the vibes are 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 intense. It's and um, it takes a while to to calm down from them and feel feel um, calm and cozy. Oh. Yeah, I, as I say, I mean, without my pool, I'd be dead. Really? Yeah. And just for New York, I mean, so you, your sensitivity you picks upon it as well. Is it just pretty? Is just hard? Well, I think in New York, you have the good of you have a lot of very conscious people and and intelligent people. And also from many, many different backgrounds. So that's a good. Um, but then you have so many people that are, are just out to lunch because they're just not able to keep up. And, and the other thing that just drives me wild is the amount of obesity in the city now after COVID. I mean, it used to be that when you went out of the city, you saw all these fat people. Well, they are here. I know. They are here looking very, very unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, so we po- all do the best we can. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. All right, Constance, I want to get the show up ASAP. If you, if you okay, have any put, put in the Twitter, put in the Twitter thing, and we'll I'll do. send you um, uh, and the article. Transformation don't come easy because it's uh, it's well written, and and uh, I think people might appreciate it. Awesome. All right, Miss Dallas, thank you so much. All right. Say hello to Ryder. We'll do. We'll do. I'll send you more okay. pictures. <laughs> Best okay, great. Bye. Bye. 
Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace. Love and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.